Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned into Chaos Radio. Your host, Derek Oliver. Controversial and community spiritual for your listening pleasure.
got to do what I got to do. So I ask that you just keep her lifted up in prayer and keep me and my family lifted up in prayer. This is uh, my business home last week. And uh, <clears throat> so we're on call. We could be leaving any time uh, to go back home. So uh, it's just one of them things, you know, uh, my mother is 83, about to be 84 in a couple couple weeks. So, excuse me, we just ask that you just keep her lifted up in prayer and my family and pray for traveling mercies um, and everything else. And then with that being said, we have some um, chaos blog talk news to discuss, and I'm going to discuss that after the speaker. But we have our very own um, elder, uh, Dighton, that's going to be uh, bringing forth the word on today. And uh, he wants, uh, I'm going to read the scriptures for him. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Luke 23, 1 through 4. And um, after I get done reading it, he will be on, and he's going to take over the show uh, for a few minutes. And uh, until he finished or the Lord tells him he's done, and I want to thank uh, uh, Elder Dighton for coming on this morning, uh, this evening. Um, I didn't forget him, uh, but at the same time, uh, he has a message. It's from the Lord, and I think that uh, it ought to get, it, it needs to be heard as well. So um, we're going to uh, go to Luke the 23, Luke 23, and uh 23th chapter of Luke 1 through 4 and um, that's that's his theme scriptures he's coming out of and uh, after I get done reading Luke 23 1 through 4 the next voice you hear will be Elder Dighton he's the Elder Praise Tabernacle Church uh, good brother um, if you ask him to do anything he, he will do it um and I'm really excited to hear what he has to say uh, for the people on tonight. So Luke 23, verses 1 through 4. <clears throat> and it says, um, then, the whole, then the whole assembly arose and led him off to Pilate. Mm-hmm. And they began. Excuse me? Mm, go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, okay, okay. I thought I was reading the wrong scriptures for a minute there, Doc. Mm-hmm. All right, Luke 23, uh, 1 through 4, starting with verse 23. Then the whole symbol rose and led, arose and led him off to Pilate, verse 2. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man subverting our nation. He opposed payment of taxes to Caesars and claims to be Messiah, a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priests and the crowd, I find no no basis for a charge against this man. Now you're in the hands of Elder Dighton. Go ahead, Elder. Um. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I really want to start our prayer first. Our Heavenly Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Father, I pray for the Olive Son, that you touch her mother, touch his mother, touch him, touch the whole family, Father. Father, touch the listeners that's out there listening. Father, let them get an ear to hear what the word has to say. This is our prayer. Amen. Well, 
tonight um tonight is um well tonight I want to talk about Caesar and Pilate tonight. I want to talk about them because they had no fault in Jesus or in God. Now, my question is to you, what what person do you have fault against or who who have done you wrong in any way? You got to learn how to forgive. Forgiveness is the best thing for you, is to forgive people what they do to you. Uh, my my message is supposed to be fault. These people didn't have no fault in God. They didn't. They, they, it was the people that had fault in God. It was the the Pharisees or the Pharisees or somebody. It was it's one of them people that had fault in Jesus. They wanted him crucified. They wanted to crucify him. So that's why Pilate and Caesar they washed their hands of. Of, of crucifying Jesus. Well, Caesar did, then Pilate did it after, after he did it. So the question is, yeah, who have fought you? Who have done you wrong or fought to you about something? Or who have forgiven you? We got to learn how to forgive people. I know it's going to be hard. As Christians, we're supposed to. As Christians, we're supposed to love our neighbors, love our, love our neighbors. Why come I say that? Because it's just something we we have, we say we do. We say we love them, but we, do you really truly love them? Do you? Uh, you say you love Jesus, so you have to love people for what they are. You don't judge them. Don't do any of that. But we have intention to do that, and I have no idea why. As Christians, we do that. We don't even give people a chance to 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 really to really express themselves. We don't look at their hearts. That's what Jesus looks at. Jesus looks at the heart of the things that we say and do. Now, all you people that um, all you people that's that's not feeling well tonight, God will heal your body tonight. You just got to believe. I know that He's a healer because He healed me. I weighed one pound and ten ounces. When I was a baby, that's coming from my life. I am truly blessed to be alive today. It's just that it, it's just that people just they took they they don't know how to love people like they're supposed to be loved. We as Christians, we're supposed to show them love, no matter if they're on the streets, no matter if they're not on the streets. We're supposed to show love for, towards one another. The Bible says that. Then. Also, the Bible said, if you got fault against our neighbor, go to them and apologize. Don't sit down there and you still holding it in. You think God's going to bless you, but he's not. Oh, he's going to bless you, but it may not be what you want, but it is a blessing. So I'm going to cut this. I'm going to cut it off. Uh, Brother Oliver, you can have it. <laughs> okay. Amen. Amen, Elder. Amen. Any other time you won't go longer. Now you want to cut it short. Okay. I see how you do me, uh, uh, Elder. Uh, that's the Elder Dighton, Praise Tabernacle Church. Um, <clears throat> talking about forgiveness and who do you have fault with. And at the end of the day, you know, um, 
you really shouldn't have fault with anyone. I know it's, it's probably easier said than done, but you really shouldn't. If you're trying to grow in Christ, you really shouldn't. And if people do stuff to upset you or hurt you intentionally, unintentionally, we ought to be able to forgive them because that's what Jesus did. And when you think of what Jesus did on Calvary's cross and the sins that he died for, you know, we really ought not be holding grudges against anybody. Um, that's just that's just the truth. And, and um, Elder, I just want to thank you for, for, for the word. It's definitely inspiring and definitely makes you want to think about things. You know, I'm sitting up here before we came on and, and you know, going through a lot. And, and people have... Uh, have uh, upset me, have have made me mad, and I'm sitting up here wanting to uh, give a piece of my mind, but, you know, you just reminded me, you know, we just got to forgive folks, and we have to forgive them um, because that's what Christ did for us. You know, I'm not no angel. I've done some stuff, and Jesus forgave me, so who am I to, to, to hold a grudge against anybody, especially after all the chaos I didn't cause in my lifetime? So, Elder, I want to appreciate you for for the uh, for for the message, and um, I just want to say thank you again for for studying and 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 getting that together, and uh, and we look forward to hearing from you again uh, next time. I did say before we had uh, came on the air, I said that I had some announcements. Um, and Elder, before I close out, I'm going to have you pray me out of here. So you just hold tight. Um, uh, We have some chaos business. And again, um, we're going to be doing something new. We're going to be doing something different. Uh, I believe next week, next week or one day, um, I'm going to have the people uh, representative from blog talk to come on because I'm definitely turning it. We're going to do my chaos like a business. And uh, every show that we have on it, we're going to be doing some things differently. And um, I just want y'all to be keep us in prayer as we taking the platform to a different level, um, to a definitely different level. And and we're gonna have to shut it down for a minute. So we will be shut down first uh, February one. We will be shut down. Everything will be shut down except. Our Bible study on Tuesday night, we're going to keep that, uh, that's going to keep popping. But we're also going to have a uh, a page, a, a Facebook page, a Chaos Facebook page, a Chaos uh, Instagram, and a TikTok page. It's all being worked on right now uh, to reach more people. And, you know, my goal is, you know, we've been stuck at 50,000. I, I want to try to get another 10,000 listeners. Um, so it's going to be costly. So y'all will see some invoices um, if you're on the chaos. You'll be getting invoices from me and from Blog Talk. And they're going to tell you, and that won't be me telling you, but a representative from Blog Talk will be on and they will tell you everything that's going on and why we're doing what we're doing, why changes is being made. Um, it's just to build a, a bigger, better platform. And um, anything that you want to do, there's always a business side to it. Um, so so that that's what we got coming up here pretty soon. Another thing we got um, coming up is, as I said last week, 
you know, the devil was busy. He didn't want me to talk. He did everything to cut my mic off, to throw me off my own show. And we had more problems last week than I've had the whole time I've been on blog talk. We went to Bible study Tuesday night, day after I had all the trouble, and we couldn't even get on. I couldn't. Someone had hacked, got into our system and tried to hack our, our whole system on last week. So it, it it was uh it was a mess. The devil don't want the word to get out and because I'm not cooperating with people and you know, uh, I'm doing exactly what the Lord tells me to do, which makes the world mad and because it makes the world mad, you know, he's gonna do everything he can to try to stop us from moving forward. But, you know, he may have exceeded last week, but uh that's the first time we had to cancel a show since 2009. I've been on the air. I never had to cancel because of stuff like that. Maybe because we didn't have power, we didn't have the internet, but nothing because we was hacked and they were trying to get into our system. And um, because they were trying to get into our system, Blog Talk shut it down, which was a good thing because if they got into the system, um, they could have, jeopardize the message we was trying to get out there. So I want to, you know, thank the people from Blog Talk for having my back and protecting us. Um, but the word will go out. We'll be on tomorrow. Uh, and all the other shows will be on tomorrow and the rest of the week <clears throat> until February. And then when February hits, we're, we're, we're going to have to shut down for a minute. We do have a revival coming up. It's going to be, I believe, sometime in March. And I'm hoping that we have the, everything up and running by then. Uh, we're going to take our time. I told them we're not in no rush to, to get these social media sites up and running. And um, you're going to hear more D&K Bible Break. You're going to hear more of just chaos. Myself, the original show chaos we're going to bring it back plus we have the same shows that's been on there throughout the week we have praise tabernacle bible study praise tabernacle church on sunday we still will have uh elder bazaar on wednesdays and sundays you still will have the royal bluet families on thursdays and you will still have um uh other shows and we're going to add to it as well so and some of the shows we're adding to it is going to be awesome. It's going to be great, but we're taking it to a different level. And the reason for invoices, people, we got to charge is because, you know, we're we're in certain places overseas, and, and I don't want to lose that. So I got to pay these people in order to get us locked in where we're going to be locked in at. But the people from Blog Talk are explaining that better than I can. Um what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally blessed for that. And then I do have a word. Uh, I was trying to get it out last week and couldn't get it out. And uh, I appreciate again, Elder Dighton for his message on, on today. And I'm not going to be long. Like I said, <clears throat> it's, it's very hard uh, to talk and with everything, but my mother and everything, you know, um, but the Lord's telling me, you know, we we gonna we're gonna press through it, we're gonna get through it, because that's what we gotta do. That's what we have to do. And one of the things that I um that I like how the Lord deals with me is the fact that uh when we go through things, you know, the Lord will will 
will give us what we need in order to have what we need to go through what we go through. And again, I went home last week and it was a it was a great time. I was there I was at peace. It's probably the most peaceful time I've had in a long time. And um I just wanna, you know, thank the Lord for giving me that time. But he also gave me a word about the gospel. And, you know, Bishop's been talking about this gospel, that gospel and um <clears throat> Some of the things I just wanted to say, I'm trying to pull it up here, is that we, you know, we're disciples of Christ, and we shouldn't be like everybody else. And not only we shouldn't be like everybody else, but we should be different than everybody else. And one of the things that I like about being different is people want to say, back in the day they used to call us uh, uh, holy rollers. And, and, you know, I, I'll accept it, I, I, you know, and even today, you know, people want to say that we holy rollers and they say, well, Oliver, you too much in the church, you, you, uh, you know, you old school. And um, one of the things that I like about being old school, that means I'm true to the word and I'm going to stay true to the word. And as long as I stay true to the word, uh, we will be okay. We will definitely be okay. And I'm going to go, and there's a couple things I want to talk about on tonight, and that is we all have doors we got to go through. You may have heard this last week, and I'm going to say it again this week. We all have doors we got to go through. Some doors you don't want to go through, some doors you got to go through. And one of the things that I like, and that I discovered, especially when I was home last week, is, you know, the world don't like us. And 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 because they don't like us, they try to cause trouble for us. And, and what I mean by cause trouble, they just like to do things and say things that are troubling to us. And um, I know it seems like I'm dragging on, but I'm trying to find the scriptures I'm trying to get to. So just bear with me for a moment. Um, I think it's John 15. John 15. John 15, starting with verse 18. John, the 15th chapter of John. The 15th chapter of John, verses 18. And um, I'm still here. John 15 verses 18 and It says, and I think I was doing this last week, and it was getting good, and the enemy wanted to, uh, wanted, didn't want it to get out. And even now, I done lost my internet. But it says that uh, in John fifteen eighteen, it says, the world hates you. 
keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would it would love you as its own. Remember what I told you. And again, that's John fifteen eighteen. And I'm gonna read it again. John fifteen verse eighteen. If the world hates you, know that it it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I choose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the world, the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they keep my word, they will also keep yours. But all thing, all these things they will do to you on account of my name because they do not know him who sent me. And I'm going to read it again so you, so you get a good understanding of what I'm saying and, and where we're at right now. And we're talking about the gospel. And if you really want to talk about the true gospel and if you're a servant of God, the world is going to hate you because it hated Jesus. And, and, and not only did it, it hates what you represent, if you represent the true gospel. And not only does it hate you, but you're going to have trouble on every hand. And it just seems like, you know, we got to go through these doors. And some doors you don't want to go through, but you got to go through them in order to get to the other side. And, and some of these doors is going to have people accusing you of stuff, people pointing a finger at you, people talking about you, even people in your family, people in your church. We ain't even talking about the devil yet. We're just talking about regular people who don't know the true gospel, and they want to compromise the gospel. So because they're compromising the gospel and you're trying to live for the gospel, they're going to cause trouble for you in your life. Trust me. Keep living and keep living and staying true to the gospel and see how many people you affect that want to keep your name in their mouth. See how many people want to accuse you, and because it's your fault, because they got the problems they have because of something you did or said, because you're true to the gospel. And and one of the things that I'm learning is the fact that we got to go through these doors. And I and I used this this uh, thing last week, and it just seemed like. Uh, the devil tried to come against me, but I'm going to say it again. And you won't be the last time that you hear it. But at the same time, there's three type of doors you got to go through in order to be, to, to serve in this gospel. And the first door is one of them doors that you either got to push it open or push it back, pull it back for it to open or push it forward. And and the reason you got to push one way or another is because the Lord wants you to have effort. You got to put effort into this gospel. You got to have effort. And, and yeah, I'm going somewhere with this. I know a lot of people ain't going to like where I'm going with it, but that's just too bad. This is the true gospel. You got to have effort. You can't just come to church and, 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 and sit there or say you'll say and just sit there and do nothing. You got to have some effort. You got to put forth effort in order to go through the door. 
to get to where he is and where he went, you got to have effort in order to do that. That's the first door you got to go through is you got to have the effort. So bear with me tonight. The second door you got to go through is one of them doors that go around in a circle, and you got to have the right timing because once you get inside the door and it goes around, you got to time yourself to come out of the door. If not, you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to walk right into the door, and you can hurt yourself like that. So the other door that you got to go through is a door that goes in a circle, revolves, and you got to have the right timing. Now, when I say the word timing, you got to understand everything ain't in our timing. It's in his timing. His timing is not our timing, but we got to have the right timing. In order to have the right timing, you got to line up with this gospel that, that, that we're preaching about. You can't go off and find some other type of gospel and try to make it fit, because if you do that, your timing is going to be off, and you'll be stuck in that door going around in a circle. And if you turn yourself around in a circle too fast or too slow, keep going in a circle, you're going to get dizzy and pass out. you got a lot of saints passing out because they're going around in the same circle, the same circle, the same circle. And the same people that you're going in the same circle with is getting dizzy and tired and y'all falling out because you're all on something different. You're on a different type of gospel, the gospel that you can do anything that you want to do. So you got to have the right timing, and if you have the right timing, that means you the word has to time up with what you're going through, and if it times up with what you're going through, you'll be able to go through that door. So not only do you got to have effort, you got to have the timing. And the other door is one of them doors when you when you go to Walmart and they just slide open and comes open. All you got to do is show up, step step up, and it comes open. When you get that type of door, you got to show up. But in order to show up, you got to first have the effort, then you got to have the timing, then you can show up. And see, we got this all out of order. And because it's all out of order, there's no power in the gospel because it's out of order. You got a lot of people showing up, but they don't have the effort and they don't have the timing. They just show up. And you think that you can just show up and, and think that the gospel is anything, you can act any way and do whatever you want to do and just show up. And it's okay. That's not the gospel. That's powerless. That's you doing what you want to do, and you want to bring religion into it. And see, religion can't save you, and 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 religion can't take you to heaven. Only thing religious thing can do is really nothing, because there's no power in religion. It really isn't. But there's power in the gospel. There's power in his word. If we apply his word, he'll give you the word to have the effort. If you apply his word, he'll give you the word to have the timing. If you apply his word, he'll give you the the, the ability to show up. And when you do that, the world is still going to hate you, and they're still going to uh, point the finger at you and they're still going to talk about you because they don't want you to get to the other side. But we do all this hard work because to give effort, you got to do hard work. In order to have the timing, it's hard work. In order to show up, it's hard. It's hard to show up for folks that's talking about you. It's hard to show up for folks that pointing the finger at you. It's hard to show up for folks who, who don't mean you no good. It's hard. But we got to show up anyway, and we got to have the effort, and we got to have the timing. And if we can do these things, it's not easy, but we can go through the troubled times of our life easier because the Lord is going to take us through it. And he's already said, we're not greater than him. We're going to get persecuted. 
We're going to get talked about. We're going to get a cue. We may even get beat. But we're going to do it because at the end of the day, there's a crown that that is that 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 is for me. And I want to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. We went through all three doors, and we got through it. We got to the other side because we had the effort, we had the timing, and we showed up. And if we can put these three together and, 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 and do what Christ is telling us to do, we will be all right. Again, I'm not going to say we're not going to have trouble. I'm not going to say we're not going to have some sad days. See, that's, that's a lie. That's that other gospel. People say if you give them a certain amount of money or if you, if you, if you do this and if you do that and you, all the crazy kind of, no, all you got to do is follow the true gospel. And the true gospel is if it, starting with what Jesus Christ did on Calvary Cross. Same thing Elder Dighton said, who you got a problem with. If Jesus didn't have a problem with no one, we shouldn't have a problem with nobody. We shouldn't. We should be able to forgive. We should be able to show love. We should be able to show compassion, regardless what people do and how they treat us. And see, this, this is for me because, you know, I, I just want to go off on some folks, you know, not feeling good tonight, you know, feeling like, you know, the sickness. And I know that I'm going to be healed. It's not that I don't have faith, but there's a lot going on. My mama's sick, you know, trying to figure out when you go home, if you should go home. You know, the devil working on my mind. You know, my wife's sick. I can't say she's sick, but she got the same symptoms I got. I don't know how she got the strength to keep doing what she's doing because I, I, I just don't have it, and I'm not going to even act like I got it. So, yeah, if you ask me, there's a lot of women that are stronger than men because when I get sick, boy, I'm, I'm like, I can't do it, don't want to do it. But at the end of the day, the Lord is picking me up and carrying me to where I got to go because he knows the effort is there. And when he knows that you have the effort, and and one of the things, and and, and I love the story of how Peter, and and you're going to hear me talk about this in Bible study if you want to come back and listen, um, about Peter when he was on the boat. They was on the boat, and uh, Jesus went to pray, and then there was a storm, and they saw this vision. They didn't know what it was, and the, the disciple thought it was a ghost. They didn't know what it was, but Peter had enough sense to say, if it's Lord, if it's you, can I come? Now, you got to understand, and a lot of preachers preach this, but there was a storm. Their lives was in danger. They was on a boat, a ship, and the winds was blowing, and, and the waves was going up and down. And Peter had enough sense. He had an effort to go through the door and said, if that be you, can I come? And the Lord told him to come. See, that's where the effort comes. The rest of the disciples were scared of the, the circumstances that they were around. And, and, and see, uh, uh, they were scared. But Peter had enough sense to say, Lord, if that's you, let me come. And a lot of preachers missed it. There was a storm. The wind was blowing. The rains was it was a storm, lightning and thunder. It was it was going it was going down, but the effort that Peter had enough sense to say, Lord, if that's you, and see, sometimes when we're going through these doors, we may not recognize if it's the Lord. We may not recognize. That's why you 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 got to have effort. You got to put effort in the word because when you put effort in the word, you will know His voice. See see see, a lot of people don't know His voice because they're not putting forth the effort. 
and you thinking you're hearing God's voice. That's how we got this other type of gospel. But if we thinking it's the Lord, no, that's just you wanting to live in sin and do what you want to do, and you want to cover it up with some scripture that don't even mean what it means. So, therefore, we messed up. And the churches and the preachers allow us to be messed up. But thank Lord we have been taught about this and that gospel. And thank the Lord for for the messages for this year that's going out about being lost in your own home because you're so used to that gospel, the gospel that has no power. And we're making decisions, and therefore we wonder why the church is not powerful enough and people aren't being delivered and people not being saved. It's because we want to do what we want to do. And we don't want to put forth the effort. But when Peter put forth the effort to walk on the water, and as he began to walk on the water, he didn't fall down because of his He just took his eyes off Jesus, and he fell just that quick and started to drown. He, took, he, he started looking at the circumstances, and we've all been there. We looked at the circumstances, and people want to preach bad about Peter because he looked at the circumstances. Well, when everybody else was looking at the circumstances, he had enough sense to have the effort to go through. And when you go through that first door, you got another door coming because that other door is the timing. And see, Peter's timing was just off a little bit because he got looking at other things. He got distracted. And see, we got to be strong enough to know that when we're going through these doors, the enemy, the world, what we read in John, it hates us. And it's going to do everything it can to distract us. And sometimes you're going to fall. But the thing about it is you got to effort enough to get back up. And, and Peter had enough effort to say, Lord, save me. And the Lord picked him up immediately, the scripture says. And then through the storm, they walked back to the ship. Through the storm. And then when they got on the boat, storm quit. But you got to understand, timing was off. His effort was there. Timing was off. He got distracted. But then when he called upon the name of Jesus, all he had to do was say, Lord, save me. This is when you show up. Because sometimes showing up is just calling on the name of Jesus. And when you call on the name of Jesus, he'll open that door for you. And he pulled Peter up. And as he pulled Peter up, see, I'm getting excited about it, and they walked back. They walked back. The same storm that he walked out on, he walked right back to the ship. And then when he got on the ship, the storm ceased. See, that's what happens when you show up. When you show up, you may be going through something. But when that door opens, that storm will quit. It will stop immediately. Immediately. And, and that's what we got to have. And, 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 and these doors, if you don't do nothing else, just remember there's three doors you got to go through. And sometimes you ain't going to want to go through them. But the effort, which is the word of God, timing, which is the word of God, and showing up, which is the word of God. If you put the word of God in you, that is the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And no matter how much money you give, I don't care how nice you is to everybody else, if you're not following the gospel, the way that the Bible tells you to follow the gospel. Something wrong with you. If you think that God is pleased with you smoking weed, drinking beer, getting drunk, having sex, unprotected sex, he's not pleased with that. And then you want him to bless you. You want him to deliver you. And you living a nasty life. That's not the gospel. 
running around here, men wanting to be women, women wanting to be men. And we say, well, we got to love them anyway, Oliver. Okay, we got to love them. We ain't got to love the lifestyle. And if y'all thought before the chaos was chaos, wait till the new form of chaos comes. Because I'm going to say what I want to say. Not that I can't say it now, but it's going to be better when I say it in the few months to come. Because I'm going to be true to the gospel and preach the gospel and not all this other stuff. Elder Dighton said, if you got an odd against your brother, go to him. Talk to him. Figure it out. Go to the word. Stop doing all this other stuff. Well, I'm just going to leave folks alone. Now, when I say this, let me say this, because I'm going to leave some folks alone, too. But I don't got an odd against them. They just, I just outgrown them. And when you outgrow different things, everyone can't go through the door with you. And, and that's another thing. So let's not forget, let's not mistake what I'm saying and being like, oh, well, well everyone going with well, Everyone can't go with you. <clears throat> I, I said last week, and I wanted to make sure I brought it up again, I got into an altercation with my wife when we was in Ohio. Um, I wasn't supposed to be in Ohio. It was a last-minute trip for me. I'm glad I went. So when we when I went, my wife already had plans. But in mix of the plans, since I was going, she was like, well, okay, I'm going to go to church with you on Sunday. I'm like, well, cool. That's a bet. These people have been wanting us to come and been it'd be perfect. Now, you got to understand something. Here I am talking to my wife, and then my wife calls me back and tells me she's not going. Lord told her to go somewhere else, and I got attitude. She said, I got attitude. I was mad. I was fired up. I said, forget it. Well, I'm not even going to church. I already gave my commitment that I was going. But at the same time, the Lord chose my wife, and it was for a reason she had to go to where she was going, not knowing the reason. But the Lord spoke to her and told her she needed to be there. I needed to be here. So I got myself, I had a little attitude, acting like a little baby. I said, I ain't going to church. Hung up the phone. Wife ended up going to church. I ended up going to church. I got to church. I had a great time in the church, and it was refreshing. The preacher was preaching the same thing that my bishop was preaching, the exact same thing about this and that gospel, the exact same thing. Uh, uh, the delivery was a little different, but the message was still the same. And 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 I liked how he used it because he used it as people want to uh, uh, fornicate and have adultery. And if everyone was talking about physical fornication and physical adultery, he was talking about spiritual fornication and spiritual adultery. That means they wasn't following the gospel. They want to do everything they want to do. And God said that he's a jealous God. You can't serve two masters. You only got to serve one. So if you're serving two masters, you, you, you're not, you're not, you're not Jesus's child, and the devil can bless you too. Remember that. So if you want to go around here and flirt around with the devil and smoke weed and get them spirits in you, you go right on ahead. But as for me and my, we gonna serve the Lord. And when we say we're going to serve the Lord, we're going to serve the Lord, and we're not going to have this mixed stuff come in so the devil can keep blessing us and yet still the devil blessing us. Now, when I be careful because 
uh, don't don't. I'm not saying Jesus don't love. Jesus love everybody. It's the lifestyle, and these different lifestyles of these preachers and these saints, they're they're not of God. They're not. It's not the true gospel. That's why people, when you go and you try to talk about, how are you going to talk about the gospel and you shacking up? How are you going to talk about the gospel and then Jesus loves you and Jesus can heal you and you smoking weed, uh, killing your brain cells? Drinking all that hard liquor, killing your liver. That's not of Christ. But this this is what we do. We compromise it. Ain't nothing wrong with a little sipping some wine. Ain't nothing wrong with sipping. You have a sip of wine. I'm talking about that hard liquor, vodka, gin and juice, just drinking beer to get drunk. Well, we can't have no fun. Well, first of all, when you gave your life to the Lord, you gave your life up. And you can still enjoy life in a Christian manner. So we need to really get off this thing about you can do what you want to do. And don't got to have no rules, and God is a forgiving God. And I use another illustration about grace, mercy, and judgment. Grace got you. And when grace can't hold you no more, mercy got you. And when mercy can't hold you no more, now you got to deal with the judgment. And a lot of folks, God then turned you over to a reprobate mind, and you got to deal with the judgment. Now, I don't know how much grace you got. I know I'm thankful for the grace he gave me and the mercy he gives me because I get new grace and new mercy every single day. But some of y'all playing church and, and, and want to have these two masters and serve the devil and Christ, keep doing it. <clears throat> I ain't got time to teach it tonight, but keep doing it. And he will turn you over to a reprobate mind. That means he's going to take his hands off of you. And whatever happens, happens. I'm going to give you one preacher. Just keep watching how what what happens. Jamal Bryant, keep listening to him. He want to go and, 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 and have a field full of weed so people can grow it for black men. And I'm, I'm waiting for the punchline. I'm waiting for the joke. He don't want to grow corn or, or greens and tomatoes and, and stuff like He want to grow weed. Do you know the message that's already sent out to young black men? It's Okay. And we we ain't going to preach against it. It's from the herb, okay? We ain't talking about that weed. We're talking about that other weed that can get spiked with some stuff. And half these young people that smoking weed, they can't tell you nothing anyway. They don't know nothing. And then you got the old school people that, I, I, I don't mean to get into all that, but we got to go through these doors and we got to understand that we have an enemy and, and the world don't like us. And I'm glad the world don't like me. I'm glad I got trouble on every hand. Because I'm a troublemaker. And when you become a troublemaker, that means you're standing on God's gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if you're standing on the true gospel of Jesus Christ, the world not going to like you. Because you bring light into dark places. We was coming up back in the day when I was kids. Everything we wanted to do that we knew that was bad, we did it in the dark. Did it in the dark. If you got a group of your friends together and you outside on a summer night, it's good playing hide and seek in the dark. 
because you know you're up to no good. You can't play that game in the light. You want to do it in the dark. You went to them parties, and you wanted the lights as dark as it can be because you was up to no good because that's what happens in the dark. But when you accept Christ into your life and you become the light of the world, that darkness don't want to see you coming. So it's going to talk about you. It's going to point the finger at you. They're going to throw rocks at you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to talk about your mama. But these are the doors we got to go through. And in order to go through them doors, we got to have the doors. We got to have the word of God. The word of God will be the effort. How much effort is how much word you got in you. The timing is how much word you got in you. Because you will understand it's not your timing, but it's his timing. It's not your will. It's his will. And I was thinking about this on the airplane, and I, I don't know if I got to it last week or not, but I'm going to get to it because I'm getting ready to get out of here. Um, but I was thinking uh, to myself when I was playing football, and, and one of the things is uh, all the good football players always stood next to the coach because if you were good, you stood next to the coach because the coach would look down or look at you. He knew that you wanted to get in the game. Now, there'd be a line full of other kids all the way down. The they didn't want to get in the game. They just wanted the benefits of being on the team. And some of the benefits of being on the football team is uh, on Thursdays when I was playing football, Thursday was our light practice. We, you know, got, get, got out of school a little bit early. We went practice in shorts. Shorts, shorts and helmets. Then we had to get dressed up, and they would take us to dinner every Thursday at a different restaurant. We would go. See, if you was part of the team, you had that privilege to get out of school early, go to a restaurant, eat free food. Um, it, it, you know, got the uniform, letterman jacket. You, you got all this stuff by being on the team. But when it came time to get in the game, a lot of people didn't want to get in the game because they didn't know what they were doing because they weren't reading their playbook. That's the same thing that goes on in church. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be done in the church. A lot of stuff needs to be done in the church. Now, I'm not just going to talk about my pastor. I'm going to talk about all the pastors. Because on Sunday, everybody want to be next to the pastor. But on Monday, Tuesday, they get far, far away just in case something needs to be done. I can't do it right now. I'll get back to you. They don't want to play in the game. But they want the benefits of Christ. They want the benefits. And a lot of people are surviving off overflow, overflow, overflow. But I'm telling you pretty soon, you're going to have to have the gospel for yourself because the coach will tell you to get in there and you ain't going to know what you're doing. And when you don't know what you're doing, the whole team going to see you don't know what you're doing. And it's going to be obvious. And one of the things that's going on in the church, you got a lot of people running off at the mouth, saying they this, saying they that but they ain't putting no work in. They ain't playing the game. They just talking. And one of the things, and I think people praise God, no, I talk a lot, of, but I can back my stuff up. I can back it up because I have a playbook. And the playbook tells me this is what we need to do. And sometimes, sometimes, I know a lot of church folks ain't going to like this. This is why I got to go. The Lord will throw an audible. 
And if you ever play football, I know some of you ladies may not know what an audible is, but that's when the play changes. And when the play changes, the quarterback will give you a signal. Our signal was white 80. White 80 minutes, a totally different play that he didn't call in the huddle. But, see, if you don't study the playbook, you're not going to get the audible. And Jesus is audibling right now, the gospel, changing some things up. Don't turn yourself around three times and start speaking in tongues and think the Lord is going to bless you. That don't work. Don't think because you give a bunch of money to the church that uh, you can do whatever you want to do. That gospel don't work. Jesus is calling an audible. The audible is sort of what what, what, uh, Elder Dighton was teaching tonight, what he did on Calvary's cross. That's the audible. His will, not our will. And sometimes we put our will before his will. And when we put our will before his will, things always get jacked up. But the audible is, what did Jesus do on Calvary's cross? He was innocent, but was found guilty because of your sins and my sins. So when someone does something to us, instead of being like the world and want to get revenge, we have to what? We have to forgive them. Because that's what the Bible tells us to do. Seventy times Seven times 70. I can't remember what it was, but it's in the word how many times you got to forgive somebody. That's the audible. But see, you don't know that because you don't know the playbook. And because you don't know the playbook, you just want to be the benefits and be on the team. And there was a lot of players that just wanted to be on the team. Go home to my class reunion, see some of my classmates that played football. They never got into the game unless it was a blowout. And when they got into the game, it would be funny watching films because the coach would be screaming at them, what are you doing? Where did you learn that from? And Jesus is sitting right hand with the Father watching his church. Where did you guys get that from? One day you want to be a man, next day you want to be a woman. I don't know what they call it now. My wife told me the word for it. I forget what it is. They, 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 one minute they want to be a man, next minute they want to be a woman. Or a woman want to be a man, and then next day she want. Don't know what they want confused, but we supposed to love them, and accept this into the church, and it's supposed to be the gospel. That's not the gospel. We got to put up. We got to die daily. The things that we love, the things that I love, I can't have them things because that's not God's will. That's Derek's will. When I start living in God's will, that's when He's going to give me the desires of my heart. And when I think about that scripture, He'll give you the desires of your heart. If you delight yourself in him, that's his will. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Ain't got nothing to do with me wanting a Cadillac or me wanting a bunch of money. Ain't got nothing to do with God's will. But if I delight myself in his will, he's going to give me the stuff that I'm supposed to have within his will. A strong wife got that. That was my desire. He gave it to me. He's given me health. I have some challenges, but he's given it to me. Because I delighted myself in him. He's given me that. No matter what comes up against me, I know I'm an overcomer because he's given me that. That's the desires of my heart when I'm in his will. When I get out his will, well, if I give this amount of money, he's going he, he gonna to make me a millionaire. That's not, see now, that's that other gospel we're talking about. I can talk about this for hours, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Everyone that's listening all over the place, uh, again, we're going to have a new platform. It's being worked on. Uh, we're going to have a, a chaos blog talk. We're going to be on 
Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And we're going to do nothing but preach the gospel. If the show ain't about the gospel, it will not be on. And, yeah, we got to charge you, so there will be some invoices going out. It's not negotiable. The lady from Blog Talk will be on my show, I think, next week. If time can, so they can tell you, I ain't got to sit up here and brag about how many people listen to the shows or anything else. They're going to tell you firsthand what's going on and how we're about to take it to a whole nother level. And this time, I can say and do without being bound down to anybody when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, if you ain't preaching the gospel, we don't want it. I have a bunch of, uh, uh, Jehovah Witnesses that's willing to pay top dollar to be a part of chaos. Now let me tell you this. They can go to Blog Talk and pay the fee and be on Blog Talk and say whatever they want to say. But they didn't notify Blog. They want to be on our network. So they can corrupt the minds of the people we're trying to preach this gospel with. Now, they can offer all the money in the world. We're not going to go that route because that's not what I'm about. But I'm just letting you know the people that wants to come on. Chaos. They've already tried to hack into our account. It was unsuccessful. I was so hurt that I can say, God, I always put my hat on. We never had to cancel a Bible study. But the Lord had to show me something. If you would let that Bible study go on, it could have been tainted. And we're not going to do anything to taint God's word. If we got to shut it down, we'll shut it down reboot so God, the gospel, can go out in spirit and in truth. And that's the way we're going to do it. So if they want to try to hack it, let them come. The world don't like us. And I ain't trying to like the world either. And with that being said, that's all I got. Tomorrow night, we will have Bible study. Lord's willing, 7 p.m., um, same time, same number, everything is, is, is the same. But then 1st February, uh, you won't hear nothing about chaos. Praise Time Night Bible Study will be on every Tuesday. Uh, they're going to weather the storm until we get to the other side um, because, the Lord, that wouldn't be right not to have Bible study for the people, not just people praise tabernacle, people that be listening to Bible study that can't get to Bible study. That's who needs the Bible study. So we're going to continue on with the Bible study. And praise tabernacle, if any of y'all out there listening to me, I'm going to tell you something. You're missing, if you're not on, and I don't know if you're on or not on Tuesday night, but if you're not getting the word of God, you don't know how blessed you are. Because a lot of people are in line wanting to know what happened to Bible study on Tuesday night. I had four people call me, and they were not people from Praise Tabernacle, wanting to know what was going on with Bible study. person didn't have my phone number, but they wanted to know what happened. Like they had an attitude. That's what makes me want to preach this gospel even more. People like that. They don't know nobody to go to pray. They don't know one person, but they love the Bible study because the word is rich and it's true and it's the true gospel. And whenever you get one person that can call you and be like, what happened? 
it makes it all work what's getting ready to come down the pipe. And I'm just letting you know, praise time, everyone can't go to this door with us. Everybody can't go. So if you have a problem saying bye to people, then you're going to have a problem hanging on to this gospel that we're getting ready to preach, that's being preached. I heard Bishop talking about being lost in a home, and that, that hit me, still dealing with that, lost. How can I be lost in my own home? But a lot of people that's lost in their own home. And if that title just don't hit you just a little bit, just a little bit, lost. Think about that for a minute. Lost in your own home. See, I shouldn't even say that because the Lord gave me so much more to go with that. And I know, bitch, I'm not trying to steal his message or anything, but there's so much in that. Lost in your own home. I'm going to get in trouble. I already got in trouble saying my wife was sick. She got the same symptoms, and she keeps going and going and going and going like she ain't sick, and and I admire that. But sometimes my wife will walk around the house, and she'll find money that she didn't hear from herself, and it just pops up. How can you – I don't know. I've never done it. I'm, I guess I, you know, lost in your own home, hiding stuff from yourself. And a lot of people in a, in a lot of churches, you hear a lot of stuff in your house, and you lost, and you don't know how to get it back. That's the word of God. You didn't feel so far away from the word of God. Everybody's welcome in your house. See, the Lord didn't give me that. <clears throat> when we was growing up, everyone went loud in our house. My mother tell them, don't, let, don't bring them kids in that. No, let them stay on the back porch. They cannot come in the house. But we live in a generation, everybody's welcome to our house. Everybody can come in our house and leave them bad spirits. And then you wonder why you're sick all the time. You you, you lost it. You lost. Because you allow anything and everything to go on in your house that you become lost. And you done lost your way. Oh, I didn't mean to go there. Anyway, join us tomorrow night. Praise Tabernacle Church Bible Study. Bishop Omar Zachary uh, will be leading the team in tomorrow night. Um, and and uh, for an awesome word of God, for an awesome word of God again, keep me and my wife in your prayers. Keep my mother, um, again, uh, it was a little scared today. She was unresponsive this morning. And, um, you know, I just got word before we came on the air. She's feeling better. I talked to her. She didn't want me to know because I'm the baby boy. She didn't want me to be worried. Um, so she hurried up and hung up the phone. And, you know, my brother was telling me, you know, keeping me updated. And then the, the doctors are calling me as well. So hopefully sometime tomorrow or Wednesday she'll have the transfusion and uh, it'll make her give her, her strength back. But she is a feisty and when I say old, I mean this in a very respectful way because she, she's definitely talking. And they put her on a liquid diet, and she didn't like it. So she definitely is is, is is feisty, but I love her. And just keep her in prayer. And again, keep us in prayer. And um, just keep me in prayer because at any moment I could be flying back home. So keep me in, um, in prayer. And with that being said, we'll see you all tomorrow night. Uh, Bible study in the rest of the week of the shows we got going on. 
So y'all have a good, blessed night. Elder Dighton, I said I wanted you to take me home. Pray us out of here. I am the Father, which I have Father, do that man, that's your name. We pray for Father Oliver and his family. Father, we ask you to touch them right now. Touch their bodies and just heal them right now, Father. Show them that you're ahead of whatever they got going on, Father. I should bless them. And in my special way, Father, bless me in my special way. Father, I beg you for using me for your glory. I don't get the glory out as you do. This is all my prayer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Elder, and thank you for that word for tonight. All right, we'll see Come you guys on, tomorrow night. All right.